Some days you're just in the mood for a cocktail. But what's the best whiskey for mixing? If you want to hear what they are, then stick around. So before we get started, Lindsay and I would like to thank the patrons out there. Um, if you don't know, there's an opportunity on patreon.com to support the podcast with a monthly donation. But it's not just a donation. There are some member benefits. There's a lot of bonus content, special offers. We do distillery takeovers, which is one of the funnest things that we do. Go to the distillery, king for a day, tasting out of barrels, all that stuff. We have single barrel picks, in-person meetups, monthly virtual bottle shares, massive discounts on the merch that this lady sourced for you all. And uh, the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting the channel and its mission. So. Plus you get a, an amazing new coin. And there is also a coin for the uh, top tier collector tier. So if you would like some more information about that, uh, you can click the link in the description below. So let's do some disclaimers. Okay. Um, do, you, do you want to do the first disclaimer? Uh, sure. If uh, you only drink your whiskey straight, this episode is not for you. Not for you. Yeah. No, no need to get in the comments and tell everybody... Who drink cocktails, how manly you are, since you only drink your whiskey neat, right? It's, sure. it's totally fine for people like cocktails. Um, the other thing you need to know is that we are going to give you categories per the use. Uh, often people click on these and they expect us to say, you need to buy Evan this Williams whiskey. Bottled and Bond. And uh, we'll give some examples for you, but I'm, I'm more interested in giving you categories and then you can you can fill, fill in the examples for yourself. Sure. Um, and... Uh, obviously, there's not going to be a finite list. There are no wrong answers. Uh, and the other thing is, is that these are just our opinion. Our opinion. Um, if you have a different opinion, that's okay. Uh, totally fine. Uh, so let's talk about some guidelines. Okay. Um, and the big question that comes up when you talk about cocktails is, should you mix Pappy Van Winkle? <laughs> hmm. What do you think? Uh, you know, um... I'm trying to the the right answer or the wrong answer. Most people would say no. Um, I feel like you have to um, yeah mix according to like if you have a, a cocktail recipe that is on par that can bring out the flavors of a high end whiskey. Totally go ahead. Okay. I would not mix Pappy with Coke. Um, That's fair. And and to be <laughs> honest, Julian Van Winkle, the owner of the Pappy Van Winkle wine, he mixes it. So if if the owner does it, it's got to be okay. But I do have... He probably have, gets it for free, though. He, so. Well, it, you know, he has to take <laughs> it out of inventory. Cheaper. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I the mixing rules, like Lindsay said, if, if you're going to make a cocktail from a high-end spirit, I think that it's important for you to avoid troll behavior. Um, because there are people out there that show themselves pouring some really expensive spirit, uh, not just Pappy Van Winkle, uh, with something else that it, it, it almost seems like disrespectful to the spirit. And their goal is to uh, upset all the people who wish that they could drink that, that spirit themselves, but they don't have the opportunity. Sure. And so if you're doing that, then I think you're screwing up. Um, but, you know, if, if all of the ingredients are on par with the spirit, then yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, those, those are my general rules. Um, so let's talk about the considerations for when you're making your average cocktail. Okay. Um, so one, I want it to be replaceable. Sure. Um, because, you know, if, if you burn up a really rare bottle that 
other people would have liked the opportunity to try um, and you can't replace it because you're making cocktails out of it. Uh, that's one of my considerations. What else do you think of when you're thinking um, of a... Well, I mean, along those lines, you want it to be low cost if you're going to be making cocktails out of it. You don't want to grab the most expensive thing you've got. That's that's fair. And uh, the reality is that the spirit may not be the shining star of a cocktail because there's so many other flavors in there from your ingredients. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want to, to, to waste a high cost spirit uh, with, with not being able to detect the nuance that, that made it expensive. Um, and another thing I like to take into consideration is that the proof be appropriate for the occasion. Okay. So thinking about when Kip and Angie come over for pool days, they come over at two o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. We're going to be out there drinking sometimes until 11 o'clock at night. We don't need 130. We don't need cash strength whiskey in our cocktails. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and so, and then another consideration, and, and this is one that always makes me think of some of your purchases, <laughs> is, is getting, getting rid of the bottles that we don't like neat. Yeah, that's true. So I'm, I'm thinking of MF Libations. I use that in, in my, um, my, I use their gin in my um, gin cocktails. Well, their gin is fine, but their their rye whiskey that's like infused with the tea or something like that. I, it, well, it's very smoky, so I I bought that bottle to support them, but I don't like smoky whiskey. So right, but it's I personally I don't like it neat. Sure. Uh, but so it, put it in a cocktail. There, it, it'd be amazing in a cocktail, yeah. uh, especially with the right cocktail. Sure. So you know, taking taking that in consideration. So categories. What would be the first category for you, Miss Lindsay? Uh, a, a low proof bourbon. Low proof bourbon, yes. So as an example of that, we have this early times that we did the uh, blind tasting with. Only 80 proof, um, another one that I've I've used before, and don't kill me, uh, but uh, I've used uh, Buffalo Trace, which is uh, 90 proof. Uh, but that was a situation where I happened to end up with a couple of 175s and they were just sitting here and I was like, oh, you know, this is a, this is a good whiskey that yeah. I could I could use. Um, what would be a, another uh, category? Um, maybe something a little higher in proof, like a hundred proof bourbon maybe? Yeah, um, and I like to use something around uh, bottle and bond, which would be, you know, hundred proof. And probably my favorite one is this Evan Williams uh, bottle and bond because uh, this is a 175, but the, the 750s, they're really easy to find. Um, they're really inexpensive. They're usually around 13 bucks where we live and they taste great in a cocktail, but side benefit, they're also pretty good neat. Okay. So that's a good one to keep around. Uh, it, it ticks off all of the marks for me. Um, and we don't just make cocktails out of bourbon. I'm a rye girl. Rye girl. Get you low proof rye. Low proof rye. And so the example that we have of a low proof rye is the Belfort Spirits here. Mm -hmm. Um, this one might be a little bit high on my price range, um, sure. but uh, there are other low-proof rye options out there. And some people love an old-fashioned made with, with bourbon, and some people love it with a rye. That's true. So, And I've heard people say their favorite old-fashioned was a rye-based old-fashioned. Sure. So, I've been known to teach people about whiskey, but let's face it, whiskey isn't exactly nutritious. I want all of my viewers to live a balanced lifestyle. This means I want you to exercise and maintain a balanced diet. And that's why I recommend Magic Spoon. 
It's a delicious, high-protein, keto-friendly, zero-sugar, gluten-free, zero-grain, no wheat, no rice, no soy, no artificial flavors. This stuff is gonna take you back to your childhood and Saturday morning cartoons. You like cereal, don't you, babe? You know I'm gluten-free, bro. This stuff is gluten-free. Oh, awesome, pour me some. Why is it so good with zero sugar and only four to five net carbs per serving? I don't know, but it does mean I can enjoy it any time of the day. I have a 16-year-old son that consumes protein like a lion on the Serengeti, so if he likes it, you know it's good. Is it good? Teenage Boy Approved. The Variety Pack comes in four delicious flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. My favorite's frosted, but you should order and see which one is your favorite. Use my code BRTMAGIC to get $5 off your delicious high-protein Magic Spoon cereal, or click the link in the description below. Magic Spoon cereals have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories per serving. They're also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So use BRT Magic for your discount, or click the link below. Just like with the bourbon, if you're gonna have a low-proof option and a 100-proof option, we recommend a 100-proof rye option. Um, and the example that we have up here on the table is Rossville Union. Um, Rossville Union is actually made uh, by MGPI, now called Ross and Squibb. And this whiskey used to be sold uh, to Willet for their uh, green tops. Um, it used to be sold to Smooth Ambler Old Scout and a bunch of other brands. But now they have their own brand, uh, Rossville, and at 100 proof, the price is about right, and I don't feel terrible about using it in a cocktail. Uh, and side note, uh, that is the source of the rye whiskey that we use in the Prideful Goat. Then I should love it. Then you should love it. I don't know that I've had it, so. Yeah, well, that one's unopened. Um, well, that's and dusty. It's dusty because it's been on the bottom shelf, and yeah. we, we have 600 bottles to choose from. Um, so, yeah. And then. Another category would be uh, a finished. Yep. Which are some of your favorites. Yeah. Some of your favorite whiskeys have been finished Angel's Envy Rye. I mean, at 90 some odd dollars a bottle, it's probably not the best mixer for a cocktail, but um, I mean, it's yummy. If you make an old fashioned <laughs> out of it, you will cocktail. not you will not be upset yeah, about it. Sure. Uh, it is a little expensive, and and in this finished category, I would I would also put in there you know flavored whiskeys and okay. things like that. Um, that's where something like this MF libation may come yeah. into play. Um, like I said, on its own, not great, but you know when you when you mix it into a cocktail, it adds another layer of nuance and flavor, which sure. is interesting. I mean, the, those smoked cocktails are. All the rage these days. All the rage, and you could do it with a little MF libations yeah. and not have to have a torch brought into the equation. <laughs> yeah. um, and then uh, second to last, uh, number six would be a toasted. Okay. And so um, you actually like toasted barrel finished whiskeys. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> she does. She does. They, they tend to take on, so a, a normal whiskey is going to be um, in a, aged in a charred, new charred oak container in the United States. And that charring process is the burning of the inside of the barrel. It takes about 45 seconds. Um, but there's another process that takes about 45 minutes at a much lower temperature, and it's gonna caramelize some wood sugar flavors. Um, and it basically tastes like a campfire in s'mores. 
and it's sweeter. Okay. Um, so kind of like a creme brulee, creme brulee kind of thing. And so, you know, cocktails with that extra sweetness, those extra smoky notes, uh, could be a, a good a good addition to the repertoire. Sure. And uh, what do we have last? Number seven. Um, number seven would be craft whiskey. Craft whiskey. Yeah. yeah. And so this is one that we added to the list. Um, you like the licorices, right? I love the licorices. Yeah, and we've I had- would fight a stranger for the licorices. For the licorices. Yeah. And, and uh, we have another uh, craft whiskey example up here. Um, this is from Lone Elm. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a 90% uh, wheat whiskey, red winter wheat. Um, but the interesting thing about craft and why we like it in a cocktail is because most crafts, not all, but most are made on a pot still and the flavors are a little bit more bold and that boldness can add an extra layer of interesting flavors for a cocktail. Uh, unfortunately, most of the crafts are a little bit more expensive uh, just because they have smaller production. And so, you know, it's going to probably be a special cocktail or a special recipe that you'd use it in, but uh, still really delicious. Sure. Um, so what's your favorite cocktail? Oh, goodness. That's a good question. Um, you know, here at the house, when we use our Bartesian, my favorite whiskey cocktail is an apple pie. Mm. So it's got a little bit of, uh, I mean, it tastes like apple pie, a um, little bit of whiskey. It's actually got a little bit of vodka, which I don't know if it excludes it from technically being a, a whiskey cocktail. Um, if it's got whiskey in it, it's a whiskey cocktail. But it's, my it's literally like like drinking pie. It's it's really yummy. Mine is a whiskey smash. Yeah. Um, it, often when we go out to bars, I will uh, order a whiskey smash when I don't feel like drinking whiskey neat, which happens often. It's okay. It doesn't make you less of a man. But I, uh, I'll order it even when it's not on the menu because most bartenders know how to make it. And it is refreshing and delicious. Mm -hmm. uh, so I like a little citrus flavor with my whiskey cocktail. Yeah. Maybe some mint, uh, mm -hmm. some fruit flavors mixed in there. Yeah. And since she buys more fruit than our kids can eat in the summer. We have lots of yummy cocktails. We have lots of yummy cocktails with smashed up fruit. Smashed up nearly <laughs> rotten fruit. That's when the bricks level gets up there and it tastes better. So that's what we have for you today. Hopefully that is helpful for you on your whiskey journey. If you're talking about making some cocktails, if this is your first time viewing the show, we would like to thank you for the view. Tell you a little bit about our show philosophy. We are all about bringing people together around bourbon. And that's something that's important to us because uh, we lost my brother to suicide in 2014. And as always happens, whenever you get left behind by a loved one, you kind of look back over what led up to that event. And we realized that he had started to separate uh, from the world around him and he didn't have the community and connection uh, that all of us long for. And I started looking for ways to create that community and connection so that no one felt the way that he did when he made that decision. And I saw the connective power of whiskey and I thought, well, maybe if I can get you connected to whiskey, whiskey will do the rest of the job and get you connected to others. And so that's part of the reason why we have the podcast. Um, but it also led us to look into, you know, the online enthusiast community and what connective opportunities there were out there. And we discovered that there are whiskey trolls. Yeah. And they're kind of hateful to strangers online. And usually to make themselves look or feel important and to make other people look or feel small. 
And we realized that we needed to create a space that wasn't like that. And so we formed Bourbon Real Talk Community where troll behavior is not allowed. And, um, you know, we, we've got a true community feel. Um, people of all walks of life, all experience levels. Um, but seeing those trolls online also made us realize that if a stranger can hate you online, there's nothing that keeps us from loving you online, even though we don't really know you. And that's why we end every show the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you're unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we love you. love you. And we'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Because I would have said Playboy to Wes, but now he's over there and you're here, so now you're Playgirl. No. No? Okay. No, I'm, right. I'm, still, I'm still Pretty Girl. Oh, Pretty Girl. Yes. Oh. Pretty Girl. I've, yeah. Bourbon Boy. Bourbon Boy and Rye Girl. And Rye Girl. Take one. Yeah, well, you know, it is, it's, a, it's a thing. All right, here we go. A whiskey troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face to face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary. Idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son, and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.